0: Well, folks, it's a Top Tuesday as we are bringing it back during the summer topics. And today's a pretty simple one, but also a very intriguing one, which I'm sure everyone's going to agree with at every single point and at every single turn with everything I say when we talk about the top three reasons why the Arkansas Razorback football team is a dark horse to win the SEC this year. Let's dive into it here on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch you every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 the Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday. And for those of you who are watching on YouTube, you probably say, "What's why is my camera looking different? Uh, I got a new camera, a little webcam. It's a 4K camera, but I can't record in 4K just yet, but I, I don't know why it's still going to be 1080p and all that. It's not to get technical, but it like looks bigger, so you know, apparently size matters when it comes to the cameras and everything, but either way, if you're wondering why it's looking different and why my walls look even more bare, so now I'm like, I got a new camera, I got to put up some new decor in the background, but either way, uh, that's just a stupid explanation to start this podcast, but either way, uh, I'm bringing back Top Tuesday, which I think is uh, always very intriguing, especially when... The summer topics are hitting, and there's not a whole lot to talk about or to go off on or or anything like that specifically, unless some big news breaks or something like that. But uh, I don't know. I thought that was like, okay, well, we know baseball's over, so let's turn the page. Let's start looking towards football because that's the next big thing. That's the thing that obviously drives this state and drives the excitement of the state, and everybody loves football um, and all that. So I started kind of thinking of some topics. I'm like, you know what? I'll get into more specifics. As the summer goes on, maybe more specific topics. But I wanted to kind of start with one that was generic enough to where we can kind of dive into a little bit more explanation. And also, uh, this was kind of uh, one of those things that was inspired by uh, guys like Josh Pate, who does a great job for 24-7 Sports on uh, uh, the late kick. And he he does an awesome job. And some other people that I follow and that I listen to or watch and everything, and it's amazing how – uh, so many people, so many respectable, reputable people in college football when it comes to the media and everything have Arkansas such in a high regard, which again, it's not a bad thing. I love it. I love the expectation. I love the fact that, uh, the people, uh, teams getting talked about a whole lot. And so my dog's having a sneezing fit if you can hear him in the background, but I, I just, uh, I wanted to say, all right, well, if they're so high on them, like what's the, what's the goal here? Like what's the upside? What's the ceiling? What's What does this mean? When you're feeling good about the Razorbacks, when you're high on the Razorbacks, what does that entail? And so I decided, I was like, all right, so I'll do the the first, as far as the top Tuesday of the summertime, the top three reasons why Arkansas is a dark horse to win the SEC. Now, for those of you who don't know, a dark horse does not mean that they're going to win the SEC. That does not mean that I'm going to pick them to win the SEC. That does not mean most people are going to pick them to win the SEC. But what it does mean Is that Arkansas is a team to where if things really went according to plan and they ended up uh, banging on all cylinders before anybody even realized it, uh, they could be that team that would just, you know, put it together, have the ability, have the talent, have what all the things that come along with it to possibly win the SEC. So to me, the top three reasons why we're going to dive into it why uh, Arkansas will win. Uh, or be a dark horse to win the SEC, we'll start with first the schedule. Now, you're playing in the SEC West. We know how difficult that is. We know how it's not something that anybody can go through the gauntlet of the SEC West unscathed. If Alabama, if anybody does it, it's usually Alabama. I know LSU has done it uh, here recently when they assembled one of the greatest college football teams of all time. But even Bama, in some of the years they've won a title, like last year, Uh, They were unable to go through it completely and totally unscathed because it's just so difficult. And so when you hear me say the schedule, you're probably like, well, okay, you're you're in the SEC West. That's stupid. How would the schedule set up for that? Well, let me explain it to you. Arkansas last year was a team that won eight games in the regular season. And in the four games they lost, really one of them was the one that was just bad, Georgia. Who ended up being the eventual national champions? You played them on the road. College game day was there. Uh, all of that. It, it was just. A, it was a massacre. You weren't close. But all the other games, you lost by uh, one point to Ole Miss. With you went for a two point conversion and it failed. You lost by a touchdown to Alabama, a team that also played in the national championship uh, and did a really good job doing that. Lost and on the road, you lost by a touchdown. And then you lost by to Auburn at home, which still to me was the weirdest game of all because it wasn't a very good description or a very good uh, indication of like what the season was it was more like auburn just played really well like bo nix had the game of his life and everything i'm not making excuses i'm just looking at the reality but that was last year where the schedule was exponentially much more difficult you you had your toughest games on the road because Ole miss georgia and bama three of those those were the best three teams in the ncc you played them all on the road um you had to of course have texas at home which I know Texas, uh, people like to joke about and everything, but still it's a really tough game in the, in the early part of the season and a team that ended up having a, a pretty decent year. <laughs> I can't even say it in a straight face. But still, uh, I think that they were a better team than what they actually showed, at least more talented than what they were showing uh, and all that. So just look at that and i look at this year. Flip over to, the next, to this year, 2022, the Razorback football schedule. Your toughest games are at home. Every single one of them you play in Fayetteville. Alabama is at home. All right. Ole Miss is at home. All right. A&M is technically not at home, but it is in Arlington, which you always seem to play really close against a or in some cases, like with last year, beat A&M. And, that, and I know people bring that up as like, okay, well, you still lost like eight straight times, nine straight times, whatever it was. I'm like, okay, yes. But even Chad Morris was close to beating Jimbo Fisher in A&M. Think about that. He lost by four points and a touchdown or for touchdown and four points respectively in the two years. Chad Morris, who's awful. So there's something about playing in Arlington to where A&M just does not play well and Arkansas plays better than what they normally do. So that's kind of an advantage there. But Cincinnati, you get them at home. South Carolina, a team you haven't played in a while, a team that's kind of on the up and up like you and also have Spencer Rattler as their quarterback, you get them at home as well. So basically your toughest games, or at least your road games, you're talking about, at BYU, which is, you know, not trying to minimize them or anything, but I think you're the you're a better team. I think you can, you can beat BYU. BYU, Mississippi State, which you've beaten twice in a row now. At Auburn, which, I mean, they may not even have Brian Harz the coach at that point in time, and it's coming off of a bye week. And then at Missouri, a team that's still going to be bottom of the SEC East this upcoming season. So the schedule you have is so much more improved as far as uh, difficulty goes than what it was last year. And we're going to go into the other reasons why behind it and everything and dive into that specifically. But to me, if you're able to have that sort of setup and that sort of schedule in the sec West, that folks is as good as you're going to get it. That, I mean, the only thing you could have asked more is maybe play uh, Vanderbilt at home instead of South Carolina. But besides that, that's very winnable because people bring out, Oh, well, Cincinnati and <clears throat> Missouri state and Liberty, You know, these are going to be tough non-conference games. Okay, I'm not saying they're not going to be tough, but it's definitely not going to be tougher than what you had usually in the previous years. Or maybe even if you think about when you're going to play Notre Dame or anything you're going to play about Michigan or playing other non-conference, Oklahoma State. You know, this is a year where you have a great non-conference schedule with the majority of the games at home and a great conference schedule with the toughest games at home. This is as good as you're going to get it. And that's why, to me, I believe that Arkansas could be a dark horse to win the SEC based on that reason alone. Schedule sets up nicely for you. And we'll talk about some other reasons here in just a segment. First, get to tell you about betonline.net being your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. Betonline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. So, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions over at BetOnline.net, where the game starts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so continuing on our conversation in, in discussing the top three reasons why Arkansas will be a dark horse, I should say Razorback football, so that way you can you know know the sport I'm talking about. Razorback football will be a dark horse to win the SEC this upcoming season, and and the second reason, and I'm I'm gonna phrase it in this way to where uh, it's not in a, in a, in a negative way, it's not an insulting way, but Arkansas is gonna have it because of addition by subtraction. Now again it's not a bad thing i'm not trying to say it's a bad thing so just hear me out on this think about the players that you had last year on last year's team and how it felt like you were so good at certain positions especially defensively you think about you know you had a guy like monteric brown who was a fine cornerback and ended up uh, you know going to the nfl you think about uh, john it's a great addition there it goes to the NFL. You think about Grant Morgan and Hayden Henry, two really good linebackers, good high level SEC linebackers. Uh, you think about Myron Cunningham and you know being the offensive lineman that he was, and of course, Traylon Burks can't forget him and how good he was. But those are just the name some of the key players and the key starters from the team that you lost from last year. And in most cases, especially with Traylon Burks, if you lose a high level player like that, and it's it's one of those things like you don't even know how you're going to handle it or how how you going to replace them how you how are you going to make up for that or, or whatever it may be okay but that's what sam pittman and this coaching staff did such a phenomenal job at but during the off season whether it came to recruiting or whether it came to uh the transfer portal or whatever is that they saw hey we we're, we're not getting a lot here like we're not we're, we're losing some guys but we don't want it to be like all right well it's just Hope it hopefully build up everything. Let's just hope that we put some things together and it goes a certain way and it works out a certain way and let's just hope these guys develop who are freshmen or sophomores, whatever it was. Sam Pittman decided, okay, we can continue to win. We can continue to build. We just got to put pieces in together. We, we, we lost some guys, let's put them in. And I don't think that, I mean, I know people are probably going to say like, you know, other teams did a great job of, of filling in some gaps and some holes with the transfer portal. But with what Arkansas did, I can't think of many other teams that did a better job where it came to replacing quality players with just as good, if not better, players. Now, Traylon Burks, there's not a receiver. To me, he's still the best receiver in college football last year, plain and simple. You're not just going to replace him. You're not just going to be able to uh, plug in place and then boom, there it is. You make up for all the production and impact that Traylon Burks had. It's just not possible. That being said, however, Jaden Hazelwood, a former five-star getting him from Oklahoma, that's big. That's huge. He's a different wide receiver from Traylon Burks. But if you were telling me that you were able to go into the portal and replace a, an all-American type wide receiver with a five-star, four, like number four player overall in high school kid a couple years removed from high school where he's developed in a program like Oklahoma, I think everybody's signing up for that. So it's got to give you a really good feeling about that. And, of course, you lost not only Buster Brown, but you lost Joe Fouché and Greg Brooks because they went to LSU. But you replaced them and you got some secondary guys like Dwight McLaughlin, a player from LSU that had a lot of experience and uh, was was a really good defensive player there. You got Brini Tavis Breeny from Georgia, started on that team, that national championship team, the majority of the season. You added him on, onto the team. You know, you lost – Grant Morgan, which is a big thing, but you gained a guy named Drew Sanders, who is just an absolute beast, who was a linebacker at a place called Alabama and started and played at Alabama for the majority of last year. You return Jalen Catalan an all American caliber safety who was hurt last year. You're going to get him back into the mix big time. You added in some guys in the transfer port from the D line. That's going to be the biggest suspect place. But the D line wasn't exactly. Besides Ridgeway, wasn't exactly elite last year. So, if you can just make it just as good, I, I think overall as a group it could be better, just because if they added a little bit more depth. And we'll see what the guys, as far as healthy, getting healthy. Landon Jackson, the guy, the kid from LSU, to another transfer. We'll see uh, if he can you know get healthy and get back into the mix there as well. But all of that, all of that that I just mentioned. There's really no players, but that again, besides Traylon Burks, where you look at it and you say, "Oh yeah, we're we're taking a step back here at this particular position. We're taking a step back at this point." And even with the Traylon Burks thing, it's not like you're taking a step back like major, like majorly. You're you're taking a step back to a five star. So I think that we all can can take some solace in that. But still, um, just knowing that you have that going for you, and knowing that you have. Uh, those guys that were in some cases you replaced them with just as good players. And, and a few of these cases replaced them with even better players than what you had last year. That really gives you a lot of hope where you think, okay, considering the schedule, considering where we're going, considering the players got the sneeze, trying not to, it's like live camera. I'm trying not to touch my face. I don't want to upset anybody. Uh, But, um, but you think about that, the schedule, and where the players are going and where you added them and everything. That starts to really mix it up to think you think that you're going to really change some things and really get some things going. So that's that's reason number two, why I think Arkansas will be a dark horse in the SEC. And we will talk about the first and most important and final reason of why they're a dark horse in the SEC coming up next on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. And, you know, we're talking about, again, the top three reasons why the Razorback football team is a dark horse in the SEC. Uh, you know, the, the, the we talked about the schedule and how that's a little bit more favorable than last year. We talked about the additions of transfers and players and, and everything. But to me, the number one reason why Arkansas is a dark horse in the SEC, and most of you can probably understand why or probably think that this is pretty uh, predictable, but it's K.J. Jefferson. K.J. Jefferson is the number one reason. Because as we know, in college football, and especially in the SEC, the vast, 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 vast majority of teams that win the SEC that end up uh, being that team that maybe even comes out of nowhere at times has to have an elite quarterback, an elite quarterback play, and an offense that really fits. Like now, I know that Alabama has won it, and even Georgia has won it because I still don't think Stetson Bennett's a great quarterback. But those two teams have won it based on not having the most elite quarterback at times. Like I know Alabama's had obviously Bryce Young was awesome. Uh, we know that uh, you know Tua and Jalen Hurts. Like they they've had them. So I'm not saying that they haven't. But I'm saying that there have been years though where they won it where they just didn't have the most elite quarterback play. But for teams like Arkansas, for a team like the Razorbacks, which they want to try to take that next step and may not have the elite five-star talent just surrounding everybody, uh, just like uh, other teams do, where they can overcome not having great quarterback play, Arkansas is the type of team that if they have great quarterback play, if they have someone as elite as K.J. Jefferson, then suddenly that puts them in such a great position to, after having experienced, after him being able to have uh beat people with his legs he has a cannon for an arm he's getting better he's improving uh he's becoming more of a leader on the team all these things and not to mention the fact that he's going to have a great running back experience talented running back core surrounding him to really make that rpo be a lot more effective this upcoming season like all these things coming into play that's where your hope resides like arkansas could have an easy schedule in other times and arkansas could replace players with better players sometimes too but to have a quarterback and to have the confidence in your quarterback and how elite he is and how elite he's been showing himself to where he could really take that next step and possibly be a you know first-team All-SEC type player, maybe even an All-American, maybe even be in the Heisman running. It'd be tough, but it's possible. Those are the things that you can point to and say, well, shoot, if we got the great uh, deal going on there with, uh, with something like KJ at the quarterback and then we got the schedule and then we got... Uh, a lot of better players getting surrounded by them. And who's not to say that you won't take that next step and be a better team? And also, this is, could, it could be maybe a little sidebar, or at least a little uh, footnote, but also Arkansas and the fact that they've retained their coaching staff, or at least their coordinators, and Barry Odom and Kendall Riles has been huge as well, and Sam Pittman seems to really know what he's doing when it comes to running a college football program. So all these things impacted into it, and, and the way it's looked at, that is... It's as simple as that. Like KJ has shown that he was the right to, it was the right decision to keep him at quarterback. He has shown how elite he can be when it comes to his decision making. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot. Uh, we know that he, he's got a great arm and he can beat you with those legs. But the one thing that doesn't get talked about enough, and we saw it so many times, not only last year but even in the one game he played against Missouri in 2020 and started, he's got clutch genes when the game's on the line and when Arkansas needs a touchdown, needs a score, he's got ice running through his veins. And against Missouri, he went down the field. He scored a touchdown when they needed it the most. They made the two-point conversion take the lead. Unfortunately, they didn't win because uh, with a minute left, a little over a minute left, Missouri kicked a field goal. It sucks, but that wasn't on KJ. The second time, of course, was against Ole Miss, which again, also uh, unfortunate that Arkansas did not win because they went for two to try to, to win the game on the road. But still, it's like A minute left, game online, less than a minute left, game on the line. Got to get a touchdown. KJ Jefferson drives right down the field and you get it. And the same thing, it's Mississippi State. Actually, a game you did win, it got close where it almost didn't go your way, but a game you actually did win. KJ Jefferson, game on the line, need a touchdown, goes down the field, scores a touchdown, gets it done, gets the two point conversion to add into the mix. Boom, there you go, lights out. Clutch gene, a clutch factor. That not many people can really say about their quarterback, but you can say it as a Razorback fan. So there you have it. Those are the top three reasons why Arkansas will be a dark horse to win the SEC this year. They got a fav- more favorable schedule. They had addition by subtraction where they added some really great players and in some cases even better players than what they had. And of course you got KJ Jefferson. In my opinion, one of the best quarterbacks in college football heading into this season. So there you have it. We're going to keep that Top Tuesdays going every single week. Again, if you have any suggestions, hit me up and let me know what you'd like to hear about. Appreciate everybody listening in to Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.